podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. No animals or schooners were injured in the making of this podcast. I am Philip Slavin. And I am Chris Ross. And this is the 1012 podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen and children. I hope your children don't listen to the show. I mean, we're in us. No, we're, we're safe for work. It's, yeah, not it's clean us. for the most part. Yeah, I mean, there's, look, there's nothing that we say on this show or that anybody says on the show that those children aren't going to hear at public schooling. It's fine. Fine. Like they listen to the movies you watch when you think they're asleep. Anyways, uh, yeah. So the uh, the Sooner Schooner will not be running the rest of the season after its massive collapse uh, last week. That thing topples over at least once a season. Like it's kind of cool, but also maybe you should stop. You know, having a wagon go out on on the field and and run as fast as possible. And you know, it's a top heavy thing with George. Like, come on. Like, it's cool, but also, it, it, that happens a lot. Yeah, that was fairly, uh, it was hard to watch that. It was a pretty violent crash. Kind of surprising that no one was injured in it. Yeah, and once you know that there was no one injured in it, then we're just going to, we're going to have fun with it. Like, I, I think we're just going to, uh, Adam Lutz said it best, I need to gif that for the next time that OU loses. Just, just to just to put it out there on, on Twitter. Yeah, it was an instant meme. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm glad no one was injured. If no, if someone had been injured or a horse had been injured, more importantly, the horse, uh, we wouldn't be making jokes about it. But they weren't, so we will. And OU will be fine. Like, they're going to continue to win. It's okay. That's enough OU talk. Fun stuff. We got a big preview today. Oklahoma State traveling to Ames to face Iowa State. It's our game of the week. Why did we pick this game? Because last week we previewed all four Texas teams, and I was going to not do a game with a Texas team, so here we are. Uh, two fantastic guests, Ted Flint from Tailgate Society, is back on the show. Also joining us is Michael Doty from The Sports Animal. Uh, he also has a podcast called Miked Up, covering Oklahoma State for OSU fans. If you haven't checked it out, you should. We had some... Man, we just seem to have technical issues all the time. And it wasn't our fault this time. Michael just had internet issues for some strange reason and kind of cut in and out. So you'll notice his audio is a little bit awkward. It's not our fault this time. 
nor was our fault on Sunday when we didn't have Monday's episode because the other guy who was involved recorded his, but it crashed on him, so he didn't have it. At this point, I'm just ready to blame Skype. Like, it's just well, all just Skype's fault. And here's the thing. that's We're reliant on Skype, right? And everybody has different internet connections, and we don't all record in one room. You know, you're in Arkansas. I'm in Oklahoma. Uh, we have guests from all over the country come on the show. So we are heavily reliant upon Skype. If anybody listening has a better way to do it, we are more than happy to listen to it to you. Just mm-hmm. just let us know. But right mm-hmm. now, this is kind of the really one of very few options for us in, in how we record this show. So we just have to make the best of it. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate everybody who listens to this show. Even when we have our technical issues. Again, I'm sorry for Monday. Um, we didn't have an episode. By the way, if you do follow us on Twitter at 1012podcast, T-E-N, number 12, the word podcast, then you can find the three audio clips that we did put out from Sunday's show or Monday's show that wasn't released, including uh, Andy talking about uh, Kansas, Andy Mitts talking about why Iowa State's defense may have trouble against Kansas's newfound offense. That one was fun. Let's just say Iowa State fans blew up. I love all of you. You guys are great listeners. I meant it just because there's one audio by it worth playing, not because I have a problem with Iowa State in any way, shape, or form. Also, it, you can check out the other bite that I put out, which is me explaining which Big 12 teams I think is gonna, are going to go bowling this season. And yes, I know Kansas State is 4-2 and two and Texas Tech's 3-3, three and three, but guess which one I actually think is going to go bowling. It's Tech. <laughs> also, I, I just want to say that we did have the technical issues, but it was actually it's a really fun episode. So be sure don't don't think it's it's, it's really good to listen to. There's a little Oki State talk, so that's uh, that's fun. My <laughs> uh, <laughs> spine yeah. shiver. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's a fantastic episode. Give it a listen. It was really fun. We just did have a, a couple of issues, so you'll probably uh, hear that a bit in the recording. But we we edit as best we can, and we move on, and life moves on, and uh, everything is good until. It's next weekend and we're losing again. And, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> Say love you, such is life. Do, do, uh, before we get to our interview. Be, before we get to our interview, I actually want to put you on the spot. Philip did not mm-hmm. know that this was coming. The uh, mm-hmm. 2020 schedule released today. Any surprises? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for Oklahoma State, Bedlam is in October for the first time since like 98. I know a lot of OSU fans hate it. I don't that much like i would be i'm very interested to see what happens in bedlam when ou and osu face each other earlier as a in the season um, and for ou man it is a they've got a very daunting stretch of games there because they play red river then they play iowa state then they play oklahoma state like and that's they play baylor before the it's a it's a they did not do ou any favors uh tcu has to play 10 games in a row they play two non-conference games have their off week and then a 10 games in a row. That's awful. That's brutal. Ugh. Oh, terrible. Um, Oh, yeah, by the way, OU travels to Ames in October. And as we discussed in this pod, um, Iowa State hasn't lost in the month of October since since, uh, Matt Campbell's first season. So that should be fun. I was actually going to put together a list of thoughts on, like, the whole schedule as a whole. I just haven't had time to. And at some point, I will do so and have that up on the Land Grant Gauntlet where you can go check it out. Because I do think there's a lot of interesting notes about the way the schedule stacks up, uh, including, and I, I know it's a lot of OSU, but I wrote my thoughts for the Oklahoma State. Uh, OSU Texas Thanksgiving weekend is interesting. That's a that's a different matchup than we've seen on Thanksgiving weekend for either team. I'm, I'm looking forward so I'm to that one. intrigued by that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm curious if it'll be a Friday game because I have a feeling OSU is fighting for it not to be like really hard because they're already playing another like Thursday season opener. 
Fun news. Uh, Big 12 media. This goes up on Wednesday morning. Big 12 media days for men's basketball is today in Kansas City. By the way, you can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. You can watch the whole thing on ESPN+, Plus on Big 12 now. So if you don't have ESPN+, Plus yet, and you really want to watch that, um, go ahead and get ESPN+. Plus. Sign up. Either take your free trial if you haven't already, or pay the $4.99. You might as well get it, because there's tons of Oklahoma State men's basketball games that are going to be on ESPN+, Plus exclusively. Uh, we have a tweet pinned to the top of the 1012 Twitter account, at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast. Click that link. Get yourself signed up. Watch the Big 12 Media Days. I'm going to be watching it from work where I'm supposed to be working. Luckily, nobody I work with ever listens to this podcast, so I'm safe when I say I will be half working and half paying attention to Big 12 Men's Basketball Media Days. The season's almost here. I'm very excited. Uh, We have it slated to have our Big 12 Men's Basketball Preview episode next week. I don't want to say the guest is in case something happens and falls through, but tentatively uh, next week we will have our Men's Basketball Preview as one of our three episodes. I'm very excited for it. So, just to recap real quick, men's basketball season is almost here. If you want to watch all the games, if you want to watch the Big 12 Men's Basketball Media Days coverage, you have to have ESPN+. Plus. So go to our Twitter account at TEN, the number 12, the word podcast. Click the link in the tweet pinned to the top and get signed up now. So this week we have an official game of the week preview. And since last week we basically previewed all four Texas teams, seemed like a good idea this week to not talk about one of them or any of them, uh, which left us with Oklahoma State traveling to Iowa State in a game that after last week's beatdown by Baylor looks a lot less interesting than it did heading into this week, but so be it. I picked it uh, early and here we are. So the one positive about this game is that I have two fantastic guests this week. Ted Flint from Tailgate Society is joining us again to bring the Iowa State perspective. Ted, welcome back to the show. Hey, how's it going? I'm ready to get rowdy. Yeah, that you helped you helped make that happen on my Twitter account this pre- week, and I, and I appreciate that. I think you and your you and your followers and friends. <laughs> yeah, we are. Like I said, we are very rebunctious, and you shouldn't give us the option to ask questions. Like that's just throwing chum to sharks. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> I opened a Pandora's box that I, I cannot close, and uh, I guess I'm okay with it at this point. Good. <laughs> I am excited. Very good. And to bring the Oklahoma State perspective, very excited to have a first-time guest, Michael Dowdy from uh, The Morning Animal, The Sports Animal, and host of the Miked Up podcast joins us today. Michael, welcome. Well, appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. Absolutely. I've been a, I've been a fan of your show since you started it here uh, here about a couple months ago. I've really enjoyed listening to it, man. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate that very much. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those deals you never know how people react to things. So it's always always good to hear that you're doing good and not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling entirely. Um, so let's let's start here. This is a this is a series that you know it's two fan bases that don't necessarily dislike each other, from what I can tell, as an Oklahoma State fan, other than that 2011. BS I don't want to discuss. Um, I don't dislike Iowa State. Uh, they There's, I think, some similarities between the two fan bases, kind of secluded where they are. They're in a state where the, the other Power 5 school gets a lot more credit than they do. They like to drink um, excessively. Um, and this series has been really pretty close the past few years. And I realized last year was a little bit of a – the score was close at the end, but it was a little misleading. But it's been a pretty close series the past – decade or so and pretty exciting i'm curious from two people who are 
a little bit closer to the teams. And Ted, I'm going to let you take this one first. What do you guys think is the perspective of, of this? Is this is this kind of like a budding rivalry or more of like a frenemy thing or... The thing about Okie State is like okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't 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 be coming we did not, in here. We did not I, start I, I, well. I want to ask that question. We did not start well. I, I don't like. I don't understand that, and that, I want that to be my first question of you all. Because like, I don't mean to mean that as a diss. That's just something that like people I'm around have always said. Like I actually it, I, let's just say that's our that's our word. You can't use it. Okay, I, it's I, it's one of those things when it comes from the outside. It sounds like you're saying Hick State. I mean, I call Kansas State K State, right? Well, that's but that's fine. Well, yeah, most, most people do. Yeah, I mean, and like, I guess I asked uh, I asked Derek Duke of Heartland Sports about this like a few weeks ago, and he like wouldn't even answer me. He's like, oh, well, I just can't answer that. And I'm like, is this something like Oklahoma fans like did to like? It is a it, it's a term that's been mostly used derogatorily to talk down to Oklahoma State, so we're not really fans of it. Is it? I mean, it's no one's saying OKU. For the Sooners, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's just that little brother mentality, that chip on their shoulder. It it's just this, the fans don't like. I, mean, it. I get it. I mean, I mean, I'm an Iowa State fan, and we have I I, I mean, the Hawkeyes. You know, we don't get along at all. I get that. I mean, I don't mean that's just. And I do apologize. I will do better. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it's hard because like it's like I always I've always said it, and I didn't realize like I don't even know where I got it from. I don't even know where like it like became part of my vocabulary. And like, then just recently, someone was like, "You, that's not a great thing to say or something." And I was like, "What?" What? And I felt terrible about it. So I do apologize in advance. Yeah, from time from time to time, you'll hear it on a national broadcast, and that's what mm. typically guys, gets the fan base riled up. Do you have a helmet where it says it on it, though? No, no. no. I guess no. where there's like there is okay. So on the back, there will occasionally be Oklahoma State. It's O K L A S T A T. It's an abbreviation that was used way back in the day on helmets and stuff, and that's fine. Like that's just that's that's just no one says that though. I can answer the original question about the rivalry. Yeah, go ahead. So, but like the thing about Oklahoma State and Iowa State is like they had like two or three like games there like back at Paul Rhodes like end of his career where like Oklahoma State won in like real like come from behind fashion and like crap calls and stuff. But then the week following both those losses, Iowa State let's embarrass themselves against Kansas State. So those losses get kind of like glossed over if that makes sense like no one remembers them because they just remember the kansas state like debacles they don't remember that the week before like there was a play where one of the oklahoma state guys like caught a touchdown pass like his entire foot was out of bounds and they still rolled a touchdown they won you know crap like that and so so like yeah and then there's a rivalry there and then you have two years ago when they said oklahoma state got that interception which is bs you know and that game went to <laughs> overtime and like that angered us a lot, you know, but then again, the following week, they lost to Kansas state again, you know, in like the last play of the game. So like that game gets, I'm not going to say erased. Does that make sense? But like, it's just not, not there anymore because whenever something terrible happens for Iowa state versus Oklahoma state, immediately after is Kansas state does something that's just twice as bad. And you just don't worry about the Oklahoma state game anymore. If that I don't know. That's an Iowa State version of that story, I guess. And it was definitely a touchdown pass by Marchie Murdoch, and you guys got lucky. So, yeah, that's all I got. So that should erase your whole field goal BS from 2011 because you guys got lucky in 2017, and you shouldn't have won that game of names. I, I think the stakes were a bit higher in 2011. Yeah, a little bit. Y'all should have went to the championship game anyways. 
and you all would have beat LSU. I agree. And you all would have beat LSU. Oh. No, no, no argument there. I would go on my deathbed thing that LSU would have lost Oklahoma State that year, and the year that Oklahoma played um, Georgia in the Rose Bowl two years ago, three years ago, mm-hmm. Baker's year. If they would have played Alabama that year, they would have beat Alabama. Those two things I'll go down as because they they should have been playing Alabama instead of Georgia to begin with. So yeah. Michael, um, what's what's your view from the Oklahoma State side of, of this this matchup? I don't want to call it a rivalry because I think that word gets thrown around a little bit too much for a lot of things, you know, <clears throat> UCF, UConn. But um, what is uh, what's from the Oklahoma State side? What do you, what do you think of this matchup? Is this kind of a frenemy thing? Two sides that that kind of get along but don't but really want to beat each other? What do you think? Well, obviously, you know, try not to mention 2011 as much as possible because it's just just too painful. So, but really since, what, what was it? 2015, this has been such a fun, you know, series just with uh, come from behind wins for, for obviously Oklahoma State. But uh, these are two programs that just for whatever reason, every time they get together, it's exciting that it's fun. There's, there's a lot of points scored. Um, and it's been just a, an entertaining uh, series where you've seen Iowa State kind of grow as as a program, uh, especially in in this series, to where that now they've almost kind of taken and passed Oklahoma State a little bit in the last couple of series and or a couple of seasons. And you know that um, every time that they play, that they're going to come in, they're well coached, obviously, and. Uh, Typically, OSU is as well, so you're just going to get a really good, fun game. And, uh, you know, that's that's what I've seen it the last couple of years. And now Iowa State's really rolling at this point in the in the season. And, you know, last year's game was incredible because that was the first time you get to see Brock Purdy and just how dynamic he could be. And that was a real surprise for, for everybody because nobody knew who he was going into that game. So um, I'm, I'm excited about this one. Uh, going to Ames is always tough. It has been for for Oklahoma State for for quite a while, and uh, you you know it's, it's a little bit different situation now where well Iowa State's really. Oh, we lose <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean where Iowa State's rolling is that what I think he was trying to say, but like it's just it's weird as an Iowa State fan because uh, ten and a half point favorite this week just seems too much, and like it seems scary. Almost like because we shouldn't be favored by that much. Like it's hard unless we're playing Kansas, you know, or someone like it's just hard for us. So like it's hard for me to wrap my head around the like 10 and a half points. Like that means that Iowa State should win by a lot. Right. So it's just weird. Like it's hard. It's hard to explain, I guess, as a as a te- as a fan of a team who's not used to having that much success. Seeing big lines like that gets worrisome. Like, oh, this is where it all all falls apart, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's really Iowa State's clearly, you know, starting to get it rolling. Uh, the, the offense is starting to find a stride again. And you have Oklahoma State who looks lost at, at, at times and has not put forward a, a, a couple of good showings. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really I'm not surprised about the line. It is a little high, I believe, um, but definitely not surprised to see Iowa State as kind of what you consider a heavy favorite for a conference game like this. Well, then I think uh, I listened to one of your guys' podcast on yesterday. Apparently the quarterback you all have is 14 turnovers in five games. Like that, seems, mm-hmm. that seems like a bad – Redshirt freshman, yeah. It seems like for a bad Saturday afternoon for you guys. Like that just, that's bad. Like 
I guess they're not all interceptions, right? Either he, he no, he's got he's fumbles. got uh, he's got five fumbles. He's got yeah, it, it's and and really it's it's just gotten worse and worse and worse as the season has progressed. He's responsible it's, for uh, fourteen of the team's overall sixteen turnovers this season. So, and, and we've talked about this, and, and my theory on it is that he, you know, there's not much behind Wallace and Hubbard for him to go to. I, so I once once those that. options get, well, I mean watch the tape and then let me know, please. Uh, but without those two guys, if, if a defense can effectively take those guys away, then he's out here trying to feel like he has to win the game himself. And he's red. He's a retro, uh, retro freshman and he's going to make mistakes and he's a little careless with the football at times. And, and that's stuff that can get cleaned up, but you know, is it going to get cleaned up by next week? Probably not. So, so Michael, let's, let's, let's have you jump in here real quick. Um, what, what's your what's your take on the situation with Spencer Sanders? And where Chris and I disagree on this is Chris thinks I think Chris thinks it's obviously Spencer deserves a lot of blame, but I think that the issues with the backup receivers are less to do with their talent because I actually think McCray's shown he's a, he's a talented receiver um, and it's better than some of the can, backups can, they've had. But Sanders. If you had a good quarterback, you would see how good the receivers are, and you have one who just seems to favor certain guys. I, I'm going to see Michael Wolf not fight for the ball. No, no, no. Don't, we're the, not arguing about the... Wolf, but I do like McCray, and I do like. And look, we know Dylan Stoner's good, and he's been just just disappeared this season. Yeah, hey, I I don't want to take anything from Stiller because I haven't mentioned him, and he is he, he's a, a great receiver there. Um, but it just doesn't seem to be enough. I want to clarify something before Michael answers here. I want to clarify something that I don't think I'm not putting the blame on Sanders. It's just kind of what's happening. And I don't fault him for trying to win the game. Certainly not. I would rather have a gamer than a guy that doesn't want that on his shoulders. I want the guy that wants that on his shoulders. That's just kind of what's happening right now. And unfortunately, as young as he is, that comes with mistakes. So, Michael, what's your uh, what's your take on the situation with Sanders at this point? I think the receivers are fine. I think that the deal with with Spencer is he's just it's just going too fast for him. So he's not been able to read the defense. He's maybe never had to do that before when he's at this level. So I just think it's it's going too fast for him, and he knows he's got to make plays, and he knows he can make them, but he's he's just pressing. That's really what I think he's doing. Yeah, I just it. Some of it feels like, and a few people have talked about this, but like Sanders is trying to do too much. Um, I do think the speed of the game, he still hasn't caught up to it, but it still feels like, you know, you get these guys out of high school and in high school, they're just, they're so athletic and they're so much better than anybody else that they can, they can go for the home run play all the time. They can do everything they can. And instead of taking what's in front of them a lot of the times and, and taking, throw it away when you throw it away, take the first down pass instead of going for the home run, pick up what yards you can pick up. He's trying to do too much and it's more than he can handle. And instead of taking what is available and what the defense is giving him, he's trying to force what he wants to do. And it's leading to interceptions. Um, it's leading to him hanging on to the ball too long and then getting sacked and losing the ball because he's not hanging on to it. I just... The talent is there and the ability is there and the ceiling is high, but I am concerned that how much can he fix this season or is this going to be a situation where this is what we get this year and you're, you're going to have to wait till next season to really see him start to progress? Because I, I, don't, I don't see him going into Ames and suddenly being significantly better this week. I don't think you can count on, you know, with the, the turnover deal, 
especially the interception, the fumbles, I think he needs to, to clean up like right now. Now, really, and I'm not sure, you know, just keeping two hands on the ball. And I know that they're working with him with that. But that's something he talked about post game. He's like, you know, live to fight another down. He's struggling to accept that, I think, in the moment. Like, I think it's like during the play, he's like, okay, that's what I want to do. And then the play starts and he sees all these creases that he might because that in and of itself gives your offense and your playmakers more opportunity. Okay. Sorry, Michael, we, we dropped you for a minute. We, you your back. Okay. So let's, um, let's do this for a bit. Ted, what do you think? Cause I, I'm, I'll just say this now. I think Iowa state wins this game. I think they have the edge across the field, but what are, what are the, 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 the three things you think Iowa state has to do to make sure that they win on Saturday? I think, I mean, this is going to sound dumb. I mean, it's like one of those, like if they score points, but I think if they get more than, 30 they win the game if that makes sense like mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think okie state gets over 28 on them or probably less because their defense and everyone said like i understand the people think their defense is not good because it's as good as last year but it's still really good like texas tech two of texas tech's drives were like nine minute 15 play drives right which means they're doing like these three yard dink and dunks things the whole time and that leads to mistakes like it's going to happen. Like you can't do 14 plays without a fumble or an interception or a penalty or something. Right. So, and I think, I don't know. I don't think Baylor's offense is as good as Iowa state's offense. And if Baylor's offense does well at Okie state this past weekend, I think Iowa state's offense is probably going to have a pretty good day. If that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. but you know, me and my feelings on Baylor, they shouldn't have won a tech and they probably shouldn't have won against Iowa state. So it's so, fine. They're the 2000 and, 15 Iowa Hawkeyes basically where they're winning off of luck and not like they have great players, but like two or three wins they probably shouldn't have right now. So and that's fine. That's football. Luck is a part of it, you know? So, but yeah, I mean, I think if Iowa state gets over 30 points, things game's over. I, what, my favorite part about that prediction is the, the two Okie States in there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to hang an intervention banner, like in your, <laughs> I need a rubber band on my wrist, and every time I say it, I need, I need to slap myself. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like, I just, I think people, I think people are still kind of sleeping on Iowa State. Like, does that sound dumb? Like, no, you, you don't even hear about. It. You hear like, like you listen to, like like national media, and like, and this is like fine or whatever. But even like some Big Twelve things, they're just like, oh, you know, Oklahoma, they have to go to Baylor, and that's a tough game, and then they have the championship game, and like, I'm like, well, Iowa State won went won at Oklahoma with Kyle Kemp two years ago, and all of a sudden, Brock Purdy can't go down there and win? Like, you're not even going to, like, entertain it? Like, I don't know. I think Iowa State's pretty good. I mean, they should win this game pretty easily, but I'm also worried because in the back of my head, they're still Iowa State. And No, I- Iowa State, I think, is capable of beating Oklahoma or Texas, you know, if they catch them right. Oklahoma looks, gonna be looks very, very good. They're going to Texas. Um, well, it looks that way. TCU started out that way this week. <laughs> so, um but I think what hurts Iowa State is the loss to Baylor when Baylor's undefeated in, in kind of taking that spot as the third Big 12 team. The fact that that game was already played um, kind of factors in, I think, to some of the national narrative. I mean, I get it because, I mean, that's, they don't, you know, like, I, like, in general, I think the Big 12 nationally gets kind of shafted. Mm-hmm. Not as much as, like, the Pac-12, you know, but, like, they, they don't look past Oklahoma and Texas. Like, even though Baylor's undefeated, they're still not getting any love. Right, they say, well, who would they beat? Mm-hmm. They beat Iowa State, so it's either Iowa State a good team or they're a bad team. You know, like if they're a good team, then Baylor's should be propped up because they beat Iowa State. You know, but 
it's just, yeah, I agree, man. It's just, it's frustrating as an Iowa State fan, especially as a Big 12 fan. Like, I watched that stupid ESPN top 25 thing, and I don't even know why I did. And, like, they're just like, Oklahoma won't have anyone that touches them this year. Cakewalk to the playoff. No one in the Big 12 was anywhere near as good as Oklahoma. And I'm like, okay. Like, sure, they probably might go undefeated, but to say that is just ignorant a little bit, right? We're not the, they're not the ACC. Like, Clemson has the cakewalk. Like, the Big 12 is not that bad. They're not ACC bad this year. Like, come if on. anything, Baylor might get Oklahoma because they play Oklahoma after they play out state. You know, like, two big games back-to-back. I'd rather be on the back end of that. I wish Oklahoma played Baylor first, you know? But, no, yeah. You know, but, yeah, that's something. I, I think Iowa State's going to, if they score, they win, which is, like, the, you know, Ricky <laughs> Bobby of analogies, right? But I just don't think, I mean, because Chubba's a stud, right? Like, I mean, but I feel like mm-hmm. it, I feel like they can stop Chubba. And they do that thing where they, like, they you know, Iowa State's, like, they put that eight, they put the eight defenders back. And I feel like that's going to be a bad news for your quarterback when he has to, like, pass enough eight defenders back there, unless he doesn't pass. I mean, sure, and I'm sure Hubbard will get another 30 carries. So, yeah, he's a stud. He scares the shit out of yeah. me. Paul. But by the way, it's uh, it's Chuba. What'd I say, Chuba? Yeah, you're not the first. You won't be the last. It's fine. I mean, I have I have Chubs on my dynasty team for the Browns. So that's probably where that came yeah, from. There you go. Uh, so, Michael, are you there? First. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Awesome. Okay. So <laughs> while we have you, uh, what what do you think Oklahoma State has to do? And obviously, you know to to Ted's point, score more points. Um, but what do you think they have to do well in this game if they want to actually have a chance of beating Iowa State? Well, first off, it starts with not turning the ball. It's so simple. It's like not turning the football all over. Not almost get out of your own way. When Wallace going offensively, that's what they're going to have. You know, run the ball, establish that, get Tylen Wallace going, and, and somebody else with them. Defensively, they've got to get stopped. They got to get off the field in third down. They, there's just no way that you can let Brock Purdy kind of sit back there and pick them apart, what, which Brewer did. Because if you're going to do that, then you're in some, some real trouble. And uh, once he gets rolling, it's going to be hard to stop him. And um, OSU's defense right now, not, um, not looking to stop too many people. It seems right now. I mean, the issue wasn't third down against Baylor. They held them like three of nine. The problem is Baylor just scored on first down every time. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, tackling is going to have to be a big deal. They're going to have to come in laser focused. Um, I, you know, I've, I'm getting to the point with Jim Knowles where I'm not very high on him, especially there's just times last week where Baylor was just able to, due to alignment and scheme, just get 30 or 40 yards just on simple plays on counters and stuff like that where you just – you can't have it. That defense is too susceptible already to the big play, and it seemed like just alignment-wise they were handing out big plays. And and you cannot do that on the road against an explosive offense that's just gaining steam. Well, well, let me ask you, because in the early part of the season, the, the defense came out and uh, just looked terrible in the first couple of drives, and then they would make some adjustments, change – change some blitzes up and they would, you know, lock it down and, and be fairly effective throughout the rest of the game. But we're not seeing them make those adjustments or at least being effective when they do the last couple of weeks. Why is that? I, I would start with, you know, you're getting some, some better quarterback play. Um, you know, Brewer last week was just so good whenever they would 
you know, go after him, he was able to stay in the pocket and able to just find a way, you know, to get the, the ball out of quickly or whatever. Uh, but I, I just think better quarterback plays for one. And, and two, um, I don't think that they have the right personnel to run the defense the way that they do. Uh, they're trying to do what everybody's doing with that three down lineman. I just don't think they have the, the right guys with it. And I think they're missing Calvin Bundage, especially up front. But I, I, I think that's some of it. And you're starting to get to, to play this, you know, Baylor who has incredible, uh, you know, skill position guys. And you're starting to see that each and every week where teams are just as fast or faster than that OSU defense. And they just can't, whatever they're trying to do, it, it's just not mattering X and O wise. So we, uh, so we don't make this go too terribly long. Uh, let's go ahead and get some some predictions here, uh, Ted. What uh, what do you what do you think happens on Saturday? Do we have to do the like the? I think I think Iowa State wins. I don't know something like thirty eight twenty seven, something like okay. that. I don't know if they cover or not because I'm not like I shouldn't be worried about them covering because I mean they just beat West Virginia thirty four seventeen or something and they just covered against Tech but like ten and a half points just screams danger to me i guess like but i don't know i would say they win like 38 27 and maybe it's 38 20 and then like towards the end and then there's a garbage touchdown and makes it look closer than it is backdoor covers always good how many yards is Brees hall gonna have <sighs> like rushing or like combined let's go with the, let's go with total i say like 100 oh man it's like 120 he has to come back to earth at some point, right? There's no way I was thinking. No way Matt Campbell, who I love, hits on two freshmen in two years, right? Like, because he got pretty last year and resold. I'm going to say like 120. I'm, I'm, I think that's a good number. Like 40 through the air, 80 on the ground. But I know nothing about Oklahoma. I don't know if their like, rushing defense is good or their passing defense is good. I'm bad fan. Hashtag bad fan. <laughs> Wait, so first they're Okie State, now they're Oklahoma? Man, I can't, I can't bring you on anymore. This is good. <laughs> I know Andy was mean to Iowa State this week, but come on. Uh, it's because I'm sober. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> you guys got to call back and listen to Drunk Dial in our call-in show that we do on Saturday nights. That's where you get the real fun takes. Two <laughs> hours of just drunk callers. Uh, Michael, you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. Perfect. So what, what's your what's your prediction score-wise for this game? So I'm going to go out on a limb because everybody is so down on OSU because of the <laughs> the way they played and – you know, the fans are being lectured now by, by Mike Gundy about how to support the program. Um, <laughs> that I, I have this funny feeling that they're going to come out and play well for for really no reason. There's You know, they're going on the road, so they, they really shouldn't play, play well the way that they've been playing. But I think it's going to be something like Iowa State's going to win like 35 to like 27, somewhere in there where it's like a, a score game where – Iowa State's in control, but 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 OSU's kind of lurking around and at least has a good showing. How many yards does Chuba have on Saturday? You know, God, uh, I'm I'm gonna guess he's gonna be south of 150, but I think it's gonna be pretty close to like 140, 135, someone just to keep him under that number when you give him the ball that many times is Paul. How many? What's he averaging a game? Like, like 170, I think 180. Somewhere in there. It's not going to make me sleep well at all this week. 
when it's fine, you'll win. You'll just give up a ton of yards to uh, to Chuba. I mean, yeah, he he's almost thirteen hundred yards on the season already. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's just like I. Yeah, I thought he was the one that had that long run at the end of the game last week. But I was like, I was cooking dinner and I got corrected by like whoever I was text messaging. It must be like your backup running back that had like that eighty yarder. Yeah, he finally showed up in a game. And what what I text you, uh, Philip? Do you remember? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. Can I can I say that on here? We I don't, yeah. Go for it. I don't. I don't go remember. I mean, it was something along the lines of where the has that been? I basically said, wait, LD Brown went for more than two yards. That can't be right. <laughs> Bless him. Bless the poor boy. Yeah, uh, so Chuba has uh, 1,300 yards, or 1,265 yards net so far, averaging 6.5 a carry. He's averaging 180 per game, has 15 touchdowns. So That's a stud. I... We're enjoying him for his one year, because that's all we're going to get. What year is he? Redshirt sophomore. Yeah, he's he's gone. There's n- <laughs> Yeah. There's no reason for him to come back, unless he's just, I mean... He's Canadian, so maybe he just really wants to be in college for another year. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, he's gone. I would imagine he's going to go make some money. Hopefully be on my dynasty team next week year. Mm. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> uh, Ted, you have been a, a hoot as always, though I I think I like you better drunk than sober. I'm just kidding. Don't you all need you all need to subscribe to the Tailgate Society on, uh, on your subscription things. Saturday nights, man, get a little rowdy. We, uh, Start about ten thirty, and we take phone calls about twelve thirty, and we, yeah, I don't ever go back and re-listen to the podcast. I assume they're amazing, but I've heard stories <laughs> from them. So, yeah, check out Drunk Dialing on the Tailgate Society. Sort sort of fun is. That's awesome. And how can they, how can they find you, man? Oh, I'm at Ted Flick Kansas on the Twitter. Uh, I am a very bad, irrational, like I said, bad fan. I don't come for stats or anything like that. Like I hate stats. I want wins and losses. Like earlier this year, I had to eat like just so much crap about how, well, actually, Iowa State had better stats than Iowa and Baylor, and they should have won the game. And oh, I don't give a shit. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that W. So, yeah, at Ted Flint, Kansas, you can find me there. And Michael, for everybody who wants to check out the work you do covering uh, Oklahoma State and sports in the state of Oklahoma, where can they do so? Yeah, just go to my Twitter page, Mike underscore Doty, D O U T E Y, and it's all, all there. Yeah, like I said, I love your podcast. You do a good job. Ted, you are a hoot as always. You guys both do a great job. And uh, I look forward to continuing to follow both of your work the, the rest of the season. Right, Thanks for having Appreciate me on, man. You guys. Uh, apologize for the, uh, the internet. It decided to not work for me tonight. <laughs> Trust me, I know how that feels. It sucks. And uh, it's not your fault. It's okay. It's not your fault. Appreciate you guys. Later. Hey guys, a couple of things before we go. Just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed to the 1012 podcast so you don't miss a single episode during the football season. Two, rate and review the show. Five stars, please. It helps guests get the word out about the show to other people. Plus, we just like to know what you like and don't like. Just if you're going to give us one star, let us know why. We appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to be part of our first mailbag episode this month, shoot us your question. You can DM us on Twitter at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast, or you can shoot it to us 
in an email. That's 1012podcast, T-A-N number 12, word podcast, at gmail.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.